What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, the sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role-playing games, because they're pretty loud. So I'm recording this right now out on my balcony, because I want y'all to be able to hear the beautiful nature sounds I'll be bathing in for the next, I don't know, year or so. Yeah. Uh... So, directly across the street from my house, maybe 100 feet away, and granted, I do live in a neighborhood. It is a residential neighborhood. In the middle of this neighborhood, though, there is a natural gas refueling station. That used to have tanker trucks pulling in and out of it all day, every day, from like 5 in the morning till 10, 11 o'clock at night. You get used to that after a while. That's fine. However, that company has since gone out of business... And the property has been sold. So currently, we have the EPA over there tearing up all the concrete, ripping out all the metal fixtures and everything, because they have to do soil testing before they start building whatever they're going to build there, probably condos or something stupid like that. Um, So yeah, for the next year and a half, I get to hear jackhammering, concrete being dumped into trucks, construction workers yelling at each other hammering sawing it's going to be amazing i can't wait it's going to be awesome every day maybe not on weekends maybe not on holidays but they certainly start before eight o'clock in the morning start around seven every day today was the first day first of you know 365 days or so no problem let's talk about some fucking gaming Yep, it was our fourth or maybe fifth session of Curse of the Crimson Thrones. So, as always, there'll be some major spoilers here. Um, Yeah, it was it was fun. It was another. I was we were all back around the table again. We were all in person, so that's just fantastic. I love that. Uh, And the adventure (laughs) was really fun, man. Like we got we uh, got a new mission from the uh the head of the guard i forget her name but skinner has developed feelings for her (laughs) over the, the several sessions we've had and so when we first went to collect our reward for capturing the dude at the meat factory and everything i know it's been a while but that's where we left off um she was she was in a meeting with another dude and so skinner was very bummed out <laughs> he was super bummed and the dude she was in a meeting with is like the the head sword instructor in corvosa you know like super good with the rapier and all that stuff very fancy lad wearing ruffly clothes and stuff so skinner yeah he's not having that dude has gray hair and stuff so skinner was obviously calling him gray bush grandma's boy rules <laughs> but yeah so there was there was some fun role play back and forth between skinner and the captain of the guard and the sword instructor plus some of the other characters because they're like what are you what are you doing and the sword instructor is like a well-known lothario in the city of corvosa so because Penny is a female cat person, he was all over Penny, but Penny wasn't having any part of it, dude. Penumbra Lightwine was not having any part 
of this old silver fox, <laughs> which was awesome. It was even more awesome when he asked us to walk him home. The streets are rough. The streets are dangerous right now. So we walk him home. End up as we're walking, uh, an Odeog boom erupts from the street. That was just like a random encounter. There's a whole series of random encounters in uh, Curse of the Crimson Throne. A bunch of wandering monsters. Hooray. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll talk about wandering monsters some other time. But, um, yeah, so this Odeog erupts from the street. And we actually kick its ass super fast. We're all third level now, so it wasn't it wasn't a hard fight or anything. Um, because it's a random encounter. It's just kind of a, a little bit of a waste of time. <laughs> but that's all right. That's XP for you. Um, and so, yeah, we walk him home. And the mission we had gotten, sorry, I forgot. We got a mission. And the mission was there is an ambassador in Corvosa who is working hard to undermine the city and trying to get this big-ass empire who used to control Corvosa to come back in and basically undercut Corvosa and retake the city and stuff. So this ambassador is a dick. The captain of the guards wants to find information on him to bring him down a peg. Uh, she says you cannot kill him. Uh, it'd be too big of a diplomatic nightmare. So we got to find some information. We know he hangs out at uh, the Eel's End, which is a series of boats and ships out in old Corvosa in the docks. And, you know, as any good deal of den of ill repute, uh, there is a brothel, um, a bar, a shabby rent by the hour in uh, a drug den. <clears throat> and then the big, the big boat where we know the, the head of the crime syndicate that runs eels and that's where he hangs out and he goes by the moniker king of spiders which that's kind of a badass moniker man if people called me the king of spiders and i i had the the spider moxie to back it up i'd be pretty pumped but anyway so skinner wants to go to the drug den because skinner is an ex-addict and he's still not totally over it yet he's still jones in a little bit but his party they do a really nice job of, you know, convincing them not to, not to go, not to go to stay, stay sober. So just have a few drinks. <laughs> That's how we roll. So we go, we go to the, we go to the casino. Twin Tigers, it's called. The casino is called Twin Tigers. And in my mind, I'm picturing the tiger with a, with a Y instead of an I. So in Twin Tigers, they have a game called Knifey. <laughs> And instantly, Skinner's like, oh, Fleeb, that sounds like a perfect game for you. And Penny looks over, and Penny's like, you're not a very good friend. <laughs> Which, she was totally right. She was totally right. So the way Knifey is played, two combatants stand up on top of this long table. Then people throw a bunch of gold at them. So you bet... By throwing gold on the table. And after all the gold is put on the table, there's a dagger put on front. And so the way the game is played 
the combatants go for the gold or the dagger or to knock the other person off. Um, I'm just imagining this game in real life. And there are no rules. You can kill whatever. So Fleeb gets up there and he's going to play. But it, it doesn't. It, the dice are not in his favor. And he's battling against, I forget. Uh, our dungeon master rolled up a random NPC. I forget her name. But she just snatched up all the gold before Fleeb could really do too much. And that was the end of it. <laughs> But it's the the idea of the game is really cool, and the fact that it's called Knifeys makes me laugh. But anyway, so after that, we finally get a we finally get a meeting with the King of Spiders. We t- we talk to a few of the patrons. We talk to a few of the owners of the brothel and the uh, the casino and stuff. So we get we get an audience with the King of Spiders, and he lives up to his name in his basically throne room in this big ass old war galley uh he's turned he's turned part of it into his throne room there's spider webs everywhere there's spiders crawling around but there's also people in there partying and drinking and he's like what the hell are you guys doing here so uh penny the rogue used one of her uh contacts if you remember our dungeon master let us roll and we all got a certain number of contacts so uh, Penny used one of her contacts to say that in the past she had had dealings with the King of Spiders. So the King of Spiders was cutting us a little slack uh, because he knew of Penny, right? Uh, they weren't best friends or anything, but they, they, they were familiar with one another enough. So he's letting us talk. We're like, we need information on this ambassador. We know he hangs out here a lot. And he, the King of Spiders starts laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew he was going to be trouble. We've been keeping tabs. We have all this evidence. Why the hell should I give it to you guys? Like, why the hell would I do that? So we had planned this out in advance. Uh, Penny was going to talk because Penny was going to have him as a contact. Plus, Penny also has the highest diplomacy. So we talked about what we'd say about how if this other empire came back through. The empire's name is Cheliax, by the way. Uh, Their patron deity is the devil asmodeus <laughs> they're, they're literally a hell empire uh lawful evil baby lawful evil anyway <clears throat> side note there so yeah he's like why the hell should i give it to you so penny starts talking about how <coughs> we could use this information to bring this ambassador down but if we don't cheliax is going to swoop in and they are they have strict draconian laws he won't be able to run his crime empire and stuff. We're all helping Penny out. Penny rolls diplomacy, rolls lights out, rolls lights out on the roll too. Rolled like um somewhere in the upper teens, which was awesome, man. But it wasn't enough to fully win him over, to fully win over the King of Spiders. So the King of Spiders goes, okay, I got some letters. I got some evidence. Price is 1,500 gold. Now, granted, when we got this mission, the captain of the guards has given us a bag of a thousand gold. And she says, if you need to bribe them, bribe them. But you can keep whatever you don't spend, basically. So we're like, oh, shit. So we start trying to talk to him, talk to the king of spiders some more. And he's not budging an inch. In the meantime, in the meantime, Penny, the rogue, Starts hearing some whispers coming from up above. 
Hey, hey you, hey. Penny looks up. There's this iron birdcage. And inside the birdcage, there is a pseudo dragon. Uh, a house drake, they're called in this adventure. But they're pseudo dragons, fairy dragons, you know. Tiny little talking dragons. And the dragon's like, please get me out of here. This guy's a dick. He tortures me all the time. He lets spiders all over me. So Penny and with the rest of the group are like, dude, we got to get this thing out of here. So we come up with a sweet distraction plan. Kelsier, the sorcerer, the Harrow deck sorcerer was the one who actually came up with the, the good plan that we went with where he was going to perform a, a major arcana fortune telling fiasco for the King of Spiders and the King of Spiders goons to distract them. So Penny can deftly pick the lock and we can get out of town with this fairy dragon, man. So we started off. Kelsier starts laying out the Harrow deck. He used, cause remember it's an intelligent Harrow deck that can summon an image of the old fortune teller woman. So boom, her ghost appears, dude. Everyone's fully distracted. Penny goes, fails fails the lock pick check even though rolled pretty decent but it's a super super crazy lock so penny's like screw this i'm taking this thing and running grabs it by the bottom and starts running in the dungeon master jay she's like yeah so this thing is chained to the ceiling <laughs> we had we had earlier beating up a bunch of dudes who had jumped us in the alley uh, in an alleyway and they had some smoke sticks with them which are basically like ninja smoke bombs and Pathfinder so Penny starts yelling smoke stick smoke stick as, as Penny's running trying to run away with this birdcage that's chained to the ceiling and that's when the dungeon master's like alright everybody roll initiative and that was that was the end of the adventure that was the end of the night end of the session it was already getting towards 9 o'clock but it was super fun. This adventure is just really fun. Everybody is having a good time. Everybody's playing in character uh, as much as we do. You know, like I've said before, this isn't the most RP heavy group. This is kind of get it done group, which is that's fine with me. We get it in when we can and we have fun. And that's yeah, honestly, that's how you have to do it to finish these adventure paths in any sort of reasonable time. Otherwise, if you... If you played it the way I would run these, we would it would take five years to finish an adventure path because uh, there's just so much you can do in there. So if you're not on mission, yeah, you'll never get it finished. <laughs> you'll never get it finished. But it was a, it was a really fun session. Um, good to be back around the table with these folks. They're good people. They all they all mean well. So that's awesome. And then in uh. The day after tomorrow, at time of recording, I have the first session of the Cyberpunk 2020 game run by Jason Connerly with Anchorite Illuminati. Uh, yeah, so Jason's running it. We got the GMologist Presents playing in there. We got Arlen Walker playing in there. We got Daniel Norton of Bandit's Key playing in there. That's right, man. It is, it is a proverbial who's who of anchorites all we're missing is everybody else who's not playing <laughs> anyway so we'll talk about that next all right 
I'm excited. Let's talk about some cyberpunk now. It is done. Rain's first outpouring onto the world. It was a fun session. It was, um, we were down a player, so it was me playing Rain with Daniel Norton of the Bandits Keep podcast, playing Morgan, the fixer slash stripper, and uh, Carl Rodriguez of the Geomologist Presents podcast. Uh, playing Marcus, the uh, the bodyguard solo private enforcer. And so the premise, the start was, before the game started, as part of Rain's backstory, he was doing a job for one of the big corps for Militech, which they have, there's history there between him and Militech. Uh, but while he was there in one of their corporate buildings, someone bumped into him, dropped something into his pocket. And ever since then, shit's been going bad, going real bad for Rain. So he called up some of his old cronies because he needed some muscle. So he called up Morgan the Fixer because he knew she would know the right people. And he called up Marcus the Solo because he knew he needed some muscle. So, yeah, we all met up at the uh, Triple Trace Three drink minimum, run by a big Louie. Rain showed up last. Morgan showed up with uh, a gaggle of girls from the club with some, you know, drunk hangers on. So that that was pretty awesome, man. Morgan showed up in disguise, made a big scene with all these girls, got the bar going and stuff, and kind of slipped off into the bathroom and changed into Morgan's regular clothes. And then kind of went off by herself, you know, so not to be associated, kind of a little bait and switch. Uh, Marcus showed up next. I had to join up, but he had not known Morgan. Rain finally shows up. We start talking and order some drinks. They're about to drink their drinks. And Rain luckily notices that the light is glinting kind of strangely off the ice in their glasses. And turns out somebody had shoved friggin' broken glass into their glasses man that's fucked up so we're like oh no we got to get out of here this is no good uh marcus goes to try and track down the person who slipped the broken glass into our drinks morgan and rain start heading outside and we're gonna try and do like a pincher move right like Marcus is going to chase the bad guys through the back. Morgan and Rain are going to come around from the front and kind of get them all in the middle. And it more or less worked out that way. A big fight ensues. Uh, and yeah, like... Cyberpunk combat. We we survived our first contact with the enemy. I'm not sure we got every rule right, but we can iron that shit out um, as we play. And yeah, it was fun. It it did its job. There were some fumbles, but nothing major. Because the way the fumbles work, you sort of confirm your fumbles. You roll twice, basically. And it was it was a fun session. We found out that they had been hired by Joey Eight Fingers, who I instantly hate because there are only a few cool Joeys 
and Joey Eight Fingers isn't one of them. Joey Bag of Donuts, he is a cool one though. Anyway, so yeah, now we got to go find Joey Eight Fingers and rough him up a little bit because he hired some goons to try and kill Rain, and then his friends got caught in the middle of it. Plus, plus. In order to get Big Louie, the owner of the bar's compliance, they had kidnapped his daughter, Melissa. So now they got Melissa being held by some serial killer known as the Frankenstein Killer because he harvests body parts after he murders people. It's a whole big mess. It's a whole big stinking mess. But Rain's got a dope gun, a dope motorcycle, and some badass friends at his side. And yeah, he's ready. To fucking pour down some lead on some people. Some punks. Some goddamn punks. Some cyberpunks. Nice, I got there. Anyway, that was it. That was our first session. It was fun. Uh, Jason and I dressed up. Jason looked cooler than I've ever seen anybody looking in my entire life. I didn't even notice it at first. It had to be pointed out to me. But once I did, I, I, I kind of couldn't take my eyes off him. It was awesome. Um, I had some mesh fingerless gloves, whatever is stupid, but Jason looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. So really fun. I love the system. I, I, it made me feel good to play it again. You know, once you get it, it feels clunky. I know it feels clunky, but once you get the modifiers down and you could just do it real quick, it's, it's, it's not that clunky. Um, the character sheet works pretty well. Um, the Roll20 Cyberpunk character sheet is actually cooler than I thought it would be. It reminds me of a Pathfinder character sheet. It's like four tabs long, which is like a Pathfinder character sheet. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for the next session to go track down Joey Eight Fingers. And uh, I think next time Arlen Walker will be joining us with his uh, investigative reporter whose name I do not know, but that, that'll be good. And we're, we'll crack this mystery of this microchip. That's, that's what was shoved into Rain's pocket. If I didn't say that it was a microchip, like a data chip, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, man. Cyberpunk 2020. That's it. Let's, let's get out of here. It's fun to play with construction noise. <laughs> and that little bit I just played might not sounded so bad. But remember, I am up on my balcony, three stories up, recording the noise from across the street through the microphone on my headphone. So the fact that it is as loud as it is in the recording should give you some hint of how fucking annoying it is. But luckily today wasn't so bad. Uh, they didn't start until eight and they were quieter today. But anyway, enough about that. That stuff is stupid. What isn't stupid are the two rad games I played in this week. So thank you to Jay and to Jason for running rad games. I appreciate it. Thank you to everyone I played with this week. It was great. I, I, yeah, I had a blast in both games and I hope. You all got some good gaming in too. Um, it's it's heading into it's autumn right now, heading 
it's gaming season, right? Like, summer's over, thankfully. It's chilly. Here it's been cold and sunny, which is the best type of weather you can possibly have ever. There is no better kind than sunny and cold. Um, and yeah, it's 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 just gaming season, and I love it. I love fall. I love winter. And I love all of you. So until we talk next time, which, I don't know, what are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about player skill again? Maybe. Probably. I mean, honestly, that's probably what we're going to talk about. I got a bunch of calls about it. Anyway, bye. Peace out.